I'm Chelsea Zaccato. And I'm Natalie Heacock. And this is Lumber Slingers. Each podcast, we will be bringing you relevant and useful industry information, including interviews with top lumber professionals and discussion of current events in the industry. Whether it be lumber grading, industry and market trends, or who's who in lumber, we hope to extend your current tally on industry knowledge. Hey, Nat. Hi, Chels. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am good. Well, today I'm super excited because we have a very special episode and it's geared toward maybe not our typical audience member. I'm excited. I'm excited too. So basically, this year is a special year because a lot of us will be going to Ohio in November and we are welcoming some special guests that we have never welcomed to the event that we go to this year. We're inviting high school students. Fun. That's so fun. Whoever's idea that was, was a great idea. I completely agree. It's something, like I said, it's new territory, but it's really important because the reason why we are asking high school students to come to this event is so that they can learn more about the lumber industry. Heck yeah. I wish I knew about the lumber industry in high school. I, I mean, I knew about like construction, but not what was behind all the construction. Right. Because you just think broadly like, oh, construction. Yeah. I don't really want to wear a hard hat and build things. Right. Exactly. Well, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Go over a little bit about what this invite is all about, what the event is all about, and a little bit about kind of who the event is for and how it came together and what students can expect if they are invited and if they choose to come. We'd be so excited to meet them. Are they going to have special student badges? Probably. Nala does everything so well. I know they do everything so well. I believe they will have a special identifier so that people are aware these are the special guests of the day. Awesome. Yeah. So let's get into it. So basically, the first thing I want to mention is that this event that we're talking about is an association event. And I think it's important that we talk about what is an association before I tell you what the association is. So going from high school into college, you might notice that there's a bunch of groups of people in universities or organizations that have associations. Like you have frats and sororities, right? That That's an association that you might gain from going to school. So when you get into your professional world, you're also going to have associations, no matter what industry you're in. So we're in lumber. There's associations for every kind of association, religion, you know, universities, um, activity, activities. It's basically the, by definition, it's a group of people organized for a joint purpose. For example, the National Association of Broadcasters. So maybe all your news that you follow or watch, they're all part of this association. They might have a big show every year where everybody comes together And really the purpose is is to obviously come together for a common purpose, but also to learn from each other, to make new connections, and to really help, I guess I would say, water your garden. You grow when you meet people, different perspectives, and you're able to see the world through different lenses. You can gain a lot from that. And it not only helps you professionally, but it also is really nice to have a community of people who kind of understand where you're coming from to rely on for your career. I think it's also important to note that each industry or each activity or each 
thing that has an association, there are usually multiple associations too. So there might be just a little bit different for a certain reason, but the lumber industry, we have so many associations and they all provide different value to their members. Right. There's not one stop shop for, oh, this is, there are more popular associations than others, but there's also more relevant depending on what you're doing, right? Like there might be an association for manufacturers that goes all industries, but you're a manufacturer to be a a part of this association or an association for lumber manufacturers specifically. So not as many people will be in that, but it'll be more focused towards geared towards what you are focused on. The other thing is I knew, I feel like when I was in high school, I knew about trade shows. Like you hear about that all the time. Oh, I'm going to a trade show. This happened, blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize that trade shows are generally put on by associations. Right. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Are they always put on by associations? There's also really big trade shows that are like global shows that maybe you don't have to be a member of the association, but you can come attend for one particular cause. For example, I'm thinking about the Mass Timber Show that comes to Portland. There's people come from all over the world, all different walks of life, all different industries to learn about what Mass Timber, Lumber, and technology are doing. Yeah. So, so I guess that lot. makes sense. Trade. Trade equals, right? Like what, what you do for work. Yeah. There's a lot of different different events too, not just trade shows, lots of different things. I think once you, you know how like when you want to buy a new car and then all of a sudden you keep seeing that car on the road all the time and you're like, yeah, oh, there's a lot of that car out there. Like if you open your eyes and start looking at like seeing, noticing associations, you'll start to notice that they're everywhere and everything that you do. Right. You might see it on a label for food. Like, oh, we're part of the Farmers Association of, you know what I mean? Like, They are literally everywhere. Kind of makes my head hurt because we're so focused in on our little world of lumber that sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, like this exists in every different industry. You know, there's insurance associations, there's doctors associations, there's government associations. So I guess what I would pass on to students listening to this is that even if you don't decide to go into lumber, which we would love if you did, look into associations, whatever industry you do get into, because it'll give you really a leg up on your knowledge and your connections and your network. Very good thing to get involved in locally, nationally, depending on you know where you're at and what you're doing. Internationally. Yeah. Use it for your advantage. Honestly, it's what it's there for. So now specifically... What we're inviting students to this year in Columbus is we're called the National American Wholesale Lumber Association and abbreviated, we often refer to it as NALA. What NALA is, is basically a membership that's dedicated to growing and nurturing every aspect of the lumber industry. So all the way from stewardship to resources, harvesting and distribution of lumber products. And so... It was founded back in 1893, and it's been a really big part of the industry of lumber. Uh, It's basically the longest-running lumber organization in America. And typically, NALA is representing the interests of the wholesalers and manufacturers and service-providing companies of the building industry. Maybe we should break that down a little bit. So what's a service-providing company? I would say, so, like, that's a great question because... 
that's where a lot of careers will come in if you're considering lumber. Service provider could be, I would say, something like software and maybe even logistics. Sure, or insurance. Insurance, right. Anything else come to mind, Natalie? Trying to think of who I talk to um, yeah. <laughs> when I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I always see the insurance. I always see the software. Uh, lots of different types of insurance too, which we don't have to get into today. But there's multiple insurance companies and types and uh, what was I going to say? Customs brokers, which is... Oh, yeah. What else? Basically, if you can think of anything that you need for a business, it's not no different in the lumber industry. So you're going to need trucks that can take it there. You're going to need insurance that can cover it. You're going to need banks that extend credit lines. You're going to need technology, software, and equipment that gets you where you need to go. So... It's not just lumber companies. It's a lot of companies that support the efforts of the lumber industry overall. Okay. And then you said wholesaler? Yes. So wholesalers are, I mean, it is North American Wholesale Lumber Association. So wholesalers play a big role and are very important in the lumber industry. As in many industries, wholesalers take on buying large volumes and quantities of the product and basically are the next part in the supply chain after the the log gets cut at the mill they will wholesale the they will sell the product to maybe a distribution company such as somebody who might sell to like a home depot or a lowe's so wholesalers play a, an important role in making the product move, breaking the product down further and getting it to the next step in the supply chain. So like extremely high level, it would go mill to a wholesaler, wholesaler to a distributor, distributor to a Home Depot. Right. Yes. And there might be a couple more steps in there that, but you know, to not get too detailed. Yes. High level, very high level. High level. Yes. Because, you know, somebody like buying, let's just say Costco is a, let's take Costco as an example. Costco buys product at a very large quantity at a very low cost and they pass the savings on to the next person right so that Costco is important because they're buying from who's making the product the whoever's making the product might not have all the connections to selling you need somebody in the middle who has the connection to the customer or to the next customer in the supply chain they take on a risk of buying a large volume lower price but they're taking on inventory they're taking on a risk And they're moving it down the supply chain to what ends up as the end user. So wholesalers are important in that way. Costco might not be the best example. I know some people disagree with how they do business, but but (laughs) overall, you get the gist. You go into Costco and you're like, oh, wow, I'm going to get 12 of these things. That's a wholesaler. (laughs) Okay. And then the last thing you said was manufacturer. Manufacturer. So how is the product made into a finished product? or a product that you can buy. So a manufacturer would take lumber and make it into something that you either, it's already made into something when you buy it, or they're further processing it so that it's ready for the next step. Well, in lumber, it might be drying it, might be sawing it into a different size. It might be running it all the way through to a like a finished product. Maybe you'd see it as a floor, or maybe you see it as a siding or a ceiling or a deck. That would be what a manufacturer is. Maybe you're manufacturing plywood. Maybe you're manufacturing 
an engineered product that you would use to build a house, you know, like a joist or a truss. So there are going to be lots of different types of companies and lots of different types of people at this event. And I think this event is so well attended. I mean, even talking to friends in different industries who go to trade shows, I think our event is is very well attended. It is. Yeah. It's very well attended and there's a lot of very, very good knowledge at this event. So just coming in maybe as a high schooler with no knowledge or no pre-knowledge of what this industry is, um, it's more of just to get a gist for the industry and what people do and why it's important in our economy. So why did NALA decide they wanted students to come this year? So this year, we've always wanted to figure out how to get the next generation involved. And I think it came from a really the need of opening the eyes of high school students before maybe they make their decision. But when you go into college, you've kind of already made a decision about your path. When you're in high school, you still have a little bit of time to say, hmm, maybe I want to focus on this degree or this knowledge base so that I can apply it to this job. I think there's a lot of people who maybe don't realize that the lumber industry isn't just going, putting on a flannel and going into the forest and cutting down a tree. So we want to open the eyes of the students to all the opportunities that are here. And there's even local job opportunities in the Ohio area. There will be companies represented there that are actively looking for students and from, you know, when they get out of college, maybe they want to start before they start college. And maybe some of these companies have programs that they help you get through school or give you education opportunities within their company to learn your job, your career path, and eventually, you know, help you get to where you want to go, depending on what your goals are. So really, they opened it up to high school students this time, simply to say, hey, maybe trying to reach out. In the past, we brought in college students. But maybe that's a little too late. Maybe we should be talking to students when they're still trying to make a decision or maybe they have no idea what they want to go into. And maybe this can help them see how many opportunities there are here. Right. Especially because a lot of times when students are choosing to go to either trade school or their next step or college, they're picking their college based on what they want to do. Like, oh, this college is really known for for their, you know, pre-med program. This one's known for this. So there's colleges known for their forestry programs too. So that's definitely something to look into while you're in high school before you've already made those decisions. Yeah. And I've met so many leaders in our industry. Actually, one of the chairs of a committee that I'm on, he's the president of the company and he has, doesn't, he never got his college degree. So he, he got a degree in hard work <laughs> and it worked out for him. And so, a lot. yeah, there's a lot of companies who are like traditional education might not get you where you want to go. And we have the resources to use here where we can bring you up to that. So there's a lot of opportunities if college is not maybe on your radar and you're looking for something where you're going to have the tools that you need to grow and learn and have a great career in a great industry. There's also so many opportunities here. It's, it's, you get out what you put in here. And if you show up, that's like 90% of it, you show up and you win, you show up consistently. So even showing up just to this event could be life-changing for maybe even one student. And that's really the hope. 
Okay. So say I'm in high school. I've decided to go to this event. I'm probably a little bit nervous. I don't know what's going to happen. What should somebody expect if they're going to come to this event? That's a really good question. So we're setting up the day to hopefully make it very easy on the student and also the school where we would provide transportation. We would provide your meals. You'd be coming on the very last day of the trade show. We will have a welcome breakfast for you. We will just for students. Just for students. And you're going to have a student ambassador. We're going to break up into a little bit smaller groups so you're not in a huge group. We are inviting 50 students, and that is the hope that we get 50. Um, but we will break you into smaller groups so that you can ask questions and have a little bit more one-on-one time. The student ambassadors that we are reaching out to to help us with this are basically they are lumber industry professionals who have recently been placed on a 40 under 40 list of professionals who have made great strides in the industry at a young age before the age of 40. And they have a lot of great experience to talk about. So you'd be in very good hands. You'd have a student ambassador that you will basically be with. It's not going to be an all-day event. You're going to be there from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., latest. And there's going to be plenty of time for asking questions and learning more about all the different facets. You're actually going to go out on the trade show floor and experience what a trade show is like. And one of the best parts about trade shows is the insane amount of swag. Oh yeah. You get, (laughs) yeah. Boy, howdy. Grab a bag. There's bags all over the place (laughs) and start filling up. I got the coolest uh, shout out to Hampton Lumber. I got the coolest barbecue. Oh flipper. yeah, scooper flipper, scooper, flipper <laughs> pencil <laughs> for the barbecue. Was it hard to bring home uh, in my life? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but since they're local students, it'll probably be easier. But I do want to ensure you that you will have, you know, you will be fed, you will get some swag, you will be able to ask questions, and really. There's no expectations attached to attending this event. It's coming and learning, making some connections and seeing where it takes you. And you know what? If it doesn't take you anywhere, then you have a perspective on what the lumber industry is. Maybe that you didn't know before, but it really is no strings attached. And we just want students to come and be present. Um, The next generation is extremely important to the lumber industry. Um, There's many young people getting involved now and it's so cool and so inspiring to see. And so just joining the ranks of what is already in the works at a young age, I don't think you would regret it. There's a ton of opportunity. I think that's one of the things that I've been blown away by in the industry. So I uh, ended up here not on purpose and I'm so glad that I did fall into it because this industry is amazing and I had no idea. I mean, my dad was a contractor, so I was always on job sites when I was young. I was always around lumber. Like the smell of lumber brings me back to my childhood. But that was the extent of my knowledge of lumber until I ended up here. Yeah. So Natalie, since we're here talking about this, I think it'd be cool to to tell our listeners what you do and how long you've been in the industry, how you got here. Sure. Well, actually, I was thinking when you were talking, one of my favorite classes from high school, I don't want to say it because it's nerdy, but it is what it is, uh, was econ. And we actually got, it was must have been like a finance econ class, but um, we got to invest in the stock market for an entire semester. But do you have semesters in high school? I can't remember. 
think so. Oh my gosh, we're so far. I know. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It feels like yesterday, except I'm going to have my 20th year reunion. Oh no. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, it's coming up Uh, regardless. In a couple of years, in a couple of years. And so that's what piqued my interest for finance originally. But I went to school as a pre-med major for in college. <laughs> and I was sitting in a biology class like two weeks in and I was like, what am I doing? I hate this. I hate, I was learning about bugs. I was like, uh, I don't want to do this. And so uh, luckily it was before the drop date, dropped it, went over to business, just a general business. And then, then I took a finance class in college and I loved it. And so anyways, long story short, ended up getting a degree in finance and then accounting and worked in public accounting for a couple of years and wanted to get out of that because the hours were very grueling. And I applied to an ad on Indeed for Patrick Lumber. And I've been here ever since almost 10 years. So I, yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe it's been 10 years. Yeah, that's crazy. But that's a really great example of Obviously, it wasn't on your radar and it's something that you've become very successful at. Now you're at Patrick Lumber, but the thing you didn't mention is now you're the CFO of Patrick Lumber, which is wild and awesome. And it just goes to show like the opportunity that's in front of students right now, especially with the curve of people that are retiring. There are so many positions available depending on how high up you want to go all the way to the executive level. There's going to be a need for it. And I think something you mentioned was public accounting is very grueling and you had a lot of hours and something very important to note is I, in my opinion, the lumber industry is super fun because it's pretty flexible. We're all very family oriented companies typically are what you run into. You have to figure out what fits best with who you are, but for the most part, we're all human here. And we like people to still live their lives outside of working hard, you know. So you're a really cool success story in that way of what it could be, you know. Just like you said, you wanted to be pre-med, right? I thought I was going to school for fashion. (laughs) So (laughs) I thought I was going to be a fashion merchandise, fashion designer. And I ended up again, with just like you, ended up going into like a business degree. I got my marketing degree and ended up in the lumber industry as well. And I haven't looked back since I got into it. So it's been a really, really fun journey. I think a reason that the industry is family oriented and hopefully it will continue to stay this way as we get new generations is that a lot of people in the industry, it's a family business. So people's parents were in it and that's how they heard about it, which is fantastic. But we also want new blood. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something important to talk about is like, okay, obviously you, you were in public accounting and you came into Patrick and you were in a accounting uh, role at the company, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe these students that are listening don't know where to start. What would you tell somebody that maybe doesn't know, maybe they want to get into lumber, maybe they just want to try it. Where do they start? Like who should they talk to or like anything? Where, well, I if guess- they're like discouraged by like, okay, all these people have figured it out and they know which where they wanted to go mm-hmm. within a company. Maybe they don't know where they want to go in a company. Like, what would we tell those students? I would say just try something. Get in the door somewhere and start. And it's, I feel like when you're in, at least I felt a lot of pressure when I was in high school and college to have it figured out. Like, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that and then this. And it's like, no, 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 that's not how it works. And oftentimes you're not climbing a ladder. You're jumping around and you're figuring out what you like. Just like 
I had a finance degree. I ended up doing accounting, which is not the same. And I had to kind of go around it a little bit differently to get my CPA. But you just have to start somewhere because then it will answer your questions for you. And don't be afraid to change. I mean, don't be afraid to say, you know what? This isn't working. I'm not going to do this anymore. Like if right. that's pre-med for you. <laughs> right, exactly. Could you yeah. imagine me as a doctor right now? <laughs> <laughs> a doctor that likes to go to 50 cent concerts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be worried for my own life, for my own life. But <laughs> I think that's great <laughs> advice because um, um, from my personal experience, I did start as the receptionist at our company and I am now in sales and management. And I, my path really wasn't going that way, but I had to have that moment of saying, this isn't working. This isn't what I want to do. What else can I learn? I think the best thing you could do is get into a company at the bottom level and learn everything you can and keep moving up down the line. And you're going to have so many opportunities if you put in the time and the effort and making those connections. And even if that company's not right for you, Say you want to be in that industry. Well, you'll at least learn other companies in the industry. And especially if you go to events and you go to the association things and all the happy hours and the this is and the that's, then, I mean, I know you guys, high school students cannot go to happy hour yet, but someday. <laughs> and and then you learn about the cultures of other companies that might be a better fit for you, but you just have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere and your network will be your most important piece of your career. And I think, you know, the lumber industry would be one of the most fun networks. We have a lot of awesome friends, awesome people, great connections. Most people that get into the lumber industry do not leave it. I have not seen many people. I could probably count it on like one finger, somebody who left and went and did something else, but probably was still somewhat involved in the lumber at some capacity. Natalie, what are some things that you find that are very rewarding in the lumber industry? I mean, for me, I think you already mentioned it. It's the flexibility and the family being able, I mean, and I think part of this is Patrick Lumber, but a lot of companies are the same way. I can't speak for them all, but at least our company is very supportive of family and is flexible to our needs. And then the people in the industry are fantastic. I mean, everyone you meet is fun to be around, has a good attitude. I think that we work really hard and, but we also have a lot of fun together and we do a lot of fun events. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's a super fun industry to be a part of. Would you say that there's a competitive advantage to being in the lumber industry right now on top of what we've kind of already touched on? As far, like in relation to other industries? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think we're, I mean, I think we're growing I think that we have a pretty big, I don't want to say age gap, but there is a lot of room in our industry for new people to come into right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I I do think it's a really good industry to get into because one, there's spots. Two, we want you. I mean, that's half the battle. I also think it's very like, I think a lot of people don't know it's there and it's almost like a secret society of like really cool people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so including like, us yeah, yeah, we're not like <laughs> tooting our own horns or anything yeah but it's like it's almost like it's uh, definitely under recognized people want to go into tech they want to go into these fancy jobs maybe finance maybe they want to work you know obviously some big city job but this is something that I feel like 
people don't really realize it has a little bit of everything that you want, maybe that you need in your life as far as the family aspect, the friendship, the network, what you learn. And then ultimately at the, at the end of the day, we are like dealing with nature. We're not making plastics that are going to go into a landfill. We're not making some product that you might not be able to stand behind. It's not only a really cool industry overall, but the actual thing that we're making and doing and creating and selling is actually part of a sustainable environment and builds a very important part of our economy. We couldn't exist without without the lumber industry. You wouldn't have paper products. You wouldn't have houses. You wouldn't have a lot of the jobs that you have, right? The economy, supporting the economy that we have. So it's, I think, something that's very under-noticed by people. And I think that right there is the secret sauce of why it's a competitive advantage. And, and on a small scale, we're only asking 50 students to come. So that's a really big opportunity for who gets to come and and kind of what they can do with what they learn and who they meet. I am really excited to see who comes and I can't wait to meet meet you all. Maybe not all 50, but hopefully <laughs> a decent amount. See you out there on the floor. Yeah, see absolutely. You with your swag bags. And if there's any NALA members that are listening to this, make sure to introduce yourself to the students and show them something cool about the industry, share your knowledge. Uh, We have a lot of, again, really awesome people. I know that they're going to be in good hands. So I just can't wait to see what they learn and kind of what comes of it. I'd love to see somebody in a couple of years at a trade show saying, I came as a student and now I work at this company and it changed my career path. Yes. And get business cards, get a lot of business cards. And you never (laughs) know, even if you don't think you need them, you just never know. You never know. You want to call on somebody and say, I met you at this trade show. I'm interested in a job. Yeah, I'd like to connect. Most of the time, they will connect you with the person that you need to talk to. So, And I do know for a fact, there will be actively recruiting companies at this event. So there are a lot of job prospects, again, locally and nationally. If you don't want to stay in Ohio, maybe you don't. There's some really cool jobs on the West Coast. There's really cool jobs on the East Coast. There's distribution throughout the United States. So... There's a lot of opportunities. Wow, Nat. Well, thanks for taking some time to talk to me. And hopefully we have some students that are considering coming that can listen to this. And we're so excited to see you and meet you guys. And hope you guys have a great beginning of your fall when we're recording this. (laughs) Back to school, unfortunately. But by November, the burn will be over. (laughs) Yeah, the burn will be over. See you in Ohio. All right. See you in Ohio. Bye. Bye.